Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, it's Justine. And I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Same Brain Podcast. Today is episode number 43 and we have a special guest. This guest was our first ever guest on our podcast. So this means... This is our first reoccurring guest. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Roll that intro. So as I said in the intro, we have a special guest, Jenna. Would you like to would you like to tell them who our special guest is? We have Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox on Same Brain Podcast once again. I can't believe it. It was almost a year ago that he was our first ever guest on the podcast. It's kind of funny because we started this podcast just sort of for fun. And then now I can't believe we have made it a whole year just about. I can't actually believe it either. The 13th of June was when we did our first episode. So that is like this weekend. It is. It's also the date of the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase. It's going to be a really fun weekend and I'm excited because this is kind of like the summer of games. This is where a lot of things are announced. Normally we have E3 and then we also now have the Summer Games Fest, which Jeff Keighley started last year and I watched it today at the time of recording. This was the big first big announcements that they have and it was really, really fun. It is. I actually started playing more games because I was like, oh, you know what? I need to make more time now that all these gaming announcements are happening so I've been playing some Resident Evil I started playing Ori even though that came out last year if you guys are watching we have a nice um Xbox uh Game Pass uh, set set in the background we've, we've got, got controllers we've got, controllers. We've got we've, the Xboxes we've got a whole thing we just wanted to to you know have a, have our finest set so that Phil Spencer would want to come back for maybe a third maybe you never, you never know. know without further ado Jenna let's chat with Phil well Phil thank you so much for joining us again like this is crazy to think that you were our first actual guest on same brain podcast I was there to trial so you guys could get started now you're like all going professional get the the full thing congrats on all the success with the show it's fantastic thank you you too and we were even talking before we're like wait the Xbox wasn't even out yet and do you know why somebody hid a secret Xbox in the background and we could not believe it on the bookshelf the series s was just there and none of us saw it. we didn't even know had no idea and now you're repeating it right over your head yeah. right there over your shoulders so we can actually show it yep there it is yep. it's beautiful right. the series s oh man it's so incredible it's so small I really really love it it's and it looks so great back there we also have the series x we're not gonna leave that one out either so that's also back there we've got our game pass up there too as well so we're actually back on the east coast and um jenna was she wanted to do a a controller video Mm -hmm. and how many controllers did you pack in your suitcase 14 but i took out the batteries before and is that a carry-on or is that a you check that it was a checked thing where then actually my luggage i didn't make the the flight but my luggage did so then i was like oh my gosh where are my beloved xbox controllers but it worked out i got the luggage the controllers are all here so and you guys have a big weekend coming up here yeah it is exciting you know we have uh obviously xbox and bethesda together really for the first time uh we've obviously done things together before but as part of one team that's exciting i love this time of year where the industry comes forward to show our best of our art form you know what everybody's trying to create i just think it's fantastic i miss being in person in la seeing friends and uh and the community and all the energy that's there uh but I, we wanted as a team to keep it going so i'm glad we get to do the show and i'm excited to see what people say i saw like the little montage when we were watching one of the briefings 
and you had like the fan fest and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so weird because it feels like it's been such a long time since we've had that experience. But to just see that and kind of relive that, it's like we're all kind of separate, but yet, you know, gaming I think has brought us so much closer together this year. Absolutely. And, you know, playing, we've seen it. Like we've just seen this huge swell and people playing online and friends that have been created, literally like tens of millions of new friends uh, created online, people playing and uh, and now, and, and as you talk about, like, there's also that physical side of it that we see at places like E3 and Gamescom and these other places that we've missed. But hopefully we're kind of reaching a point where those things will start to come back in a safe way. Uh, and we're going to do a fan fest uh, this weekend, which will be fun. We're doing it kind of virtually, uh, but it'll be fun to get to spend time with people even online answering some questions and hanging out. Well, that's really cool. I feel like, too, you're probably able to maybe accommodate maybe more people, too. Although fan fest, there is there is a lot of people, but I'm sure more people now digital. Yeah, not everybody can travel to L.A. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, looking forward, we've learned a ton over the last 18 months of both how we work and how we talk to the community, how we listen. And I think there's some things that will continue uh, that, like you said, having a virtual fan fest just makes a ton of sense because not everybody can get into that s small area that we have. Um, and yet you want everybody to feel included in what we're trying to go do. So uh, I think going forward, we'll, we'll, we'll look at how this goes this weekend, but I, I hope it becomes more of a permanent part of what we do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, it's been really fun even like going to a lot of these briefings. And I know a lot of my friends who weren't able to ever travel before. Now everyone does feel more included. And it's funny that you mentioned meeting friends. We did a road trip this past, a couple months ago up the coast and we wet a girl just online and she was like one of our mods in our Twitch channel. And then we went and visited her in her family's restaurant. I was like, it wouldn't have been for gaming. Like we would have never met her. So it was just really cool. Oh my gosh. And she's a chef and she like made us this like incredible meal and like gave us things to go. And yeah, it was really because of like Twitch and because of gaming that, you know, we, we found her and discovered her and became friends. And it was really, really incredible. And it was during this time where, you know, we weren't really leaving our house and we were all just connecting online and it was because of gaming. It's so cool. So many of my friends, I play, uh, I'll play game, play games a lot of nights and people now that I've had the chance, like you were talking about a couple of times to actually meet them in person. Uh, but like 99% of my relationship with this person is playing games with them online. But that's just kind of what gaming has become for the generation that's coming up. It's, uh, it just creates connections where physical boundaries or other things have kept people apart. It's, I think it's just like one of the strengths of what gaming is about is how it can bring people together. Yeah. And I think speaking about kind of what's coming up. Like, I think that's something that I'm so excited about. I know we both are like the future of gaming. And I think you guys have been doing so much to kind of push that forward, especially with like with Game Pass and cloud gaming. Like it's so crazy to me to think that like I can open up a browser and play Xbox games. You know, it was a couple of holidays ago. If you remember, we had this ad, we had an ad for the Xbox adaptive controller. And there was this, the, the slogan was when everybody plays, we all win. And it was something that the team has really taken to heart. Um, and that's not just around kind of the physical limitations that certain people have. There's also financial, right? It's it's not the the buying a console, buying video games is a barrier to some people playing uh, the devices that they have. And all of these things have really driven the team to think about how can we make gaming more possible for more people? Because um, we just think there's a, a uniqueness in getting that interactivity 
um, among more people. Three billion people on the planet play video games today, but a lot of them play in very separate worlds, different devices that don't allow people to play with each other. And whether it's subscriptions, which you know bring more games in, we see that in people in Game Pass, they're, they're playing more games, they're playing with their friends, whether it's things like the adaptive controller or bringing Xbox to web browsers around the world. All of this is just around how can we allow more people to experience the, the greatness that you and I, we all see um, when uh, the, the power of, of what games can bring. Yeah, and it's crazy though, because you know we all have been around to see this entire shift. So a lot of kids now, like they didn't know what it was like back in my day. <laughs> back in the old days. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's cool because, you know, I was so young, so I was kind of, I, I wasn't really fully understanding the whole gaming concept. Like when I was like five years old, my mom bought me like our first like Nintendo console. And now just to like kind of think back to like where we are now and to see kids, you know, playing on just like their phones, like playing Halo on like an Android device. I'm like, do you know how lucky you are right now? I know. It's impressive. <laughs> it's true. When you think about some of the biggest games on the planet, think about like a Roblox or a PUBG or Genshin Impact, uh, Minecraft, Fortnite. You know, like for, for somebody like that grew up in this space, games were kind of per device, right? Like, oh, that was a Nintendo game or that was a PC game or that was an Xbox or a PlayStation game. But in today's world, I, I just think people just want to be able to play, right? And they want access to the games wherever they are. They want to have access to their friends. I want to be able to play with my friends, regardless of what device they're on, what device. I We just want to be able to play together because um, that's the, the unique power. And it's really... It, it, it kind of drives us um, in, in what we do as a team. But as you're saying, it's also kind of different. Um, so certain people look at it and like, well, what does this cloud thing mean? Does it mean you're going to forget? Are you distracted from the stuff that we really care about, our console and PC and the greatness of the games? Um, so it's, I'm just proud of the team because they're, they're balancing a lot. They're doing a lot. Uh, but that North Star of how do we just allow more people to experience what this industry is all about is the thing that really drives us. And it, it's fantastic to see the progress we're all making as an industry. And more people, I mean, I believe you guys are up to what, around 18 million um, members of Game Pass Ultimate or Game Pass, I believe? That's the last number that, that we announced. Yeah. Oh, uh, the, okay. the success on Game Pass has just been fantastic. I remember when we started it, it was about three years ago. And, you know, whenever you do something new, whether it's starting a new show or, or doing something new, it's like you're always, there's this worry, trepidation. What's going to happen? What, what, what's going to come of this? And now to sit here so many years later and see what it's not only meant to players, but also games that have found millions of players that probably would not have found their game without the kind of easy access that the subscription brings. That's the thing that, that really lights me up is I want all kinds of games to be successful um, and not just the kind of certain hit genre or hit business model of the day. Uh, and I think things like Game Pass can really help. And that, that's been, to me, the, the most the best part of it. I think it's great, too, because a lot of these publishers also have to get on board. So I'm sure at the beginning it was kind of difficult to try to be like, hey, we're doing this new thing. This is going to be different. But I think the subscription model is something that people become very familiar with. So I think now it's just like, okay, I'm going to choose, you know, my top three subscriptions and, and Xbox Game Pass is one of them. And that's really the reason behind some of the studio acquisitions we've done is there is, as you say, whenever you try to do something new, some of the, the third parties might look with some skepticism of like, okay, what's the trick? Like, what are you? And, and that they might wait which is fine, like they have their own businesses to go run. So now that our first party has grown and now we have Bethesda on board and 
you know, seeing amazing games that are coming to game. But like I'm playing, <laughs> I'm playing the original Psychonauts right now, which actually looks fantastic on the Series X, which is what I'm playing on. And then to see Tim Schafer and the team and almost done with Psychonauts 2 um, and just knowing how many people are going to experience a game like that um, because it hits Game Pass. But it's our first party capability to go and do some things maybe before some of the third parties might do them on their own helps prove it out. And we're seeing that now. We're seeing more day and date games from big third parties come into Game Pass. And it just brings more value to the people who uh, are subscribers. I got very excited when I saw Grand Theft Auto V come to Game Pass because I, it was literally like two days before. I was like, oh, I really want to start streaming this. I want. I should just buy it. And then I was like, why is this still full price? And I was like, I'm not going to buy it. And then it came to Game Pass. I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. Now I don't have to. What do I think is giving life to these games that you know people kind of have stopped playing or maybe not necessarily stopped playing, but just not playing as much. So it's just really yeah. kind of breathing this whole new life into it. Yeah, and even games that maybe are in genres that you don't traditionally play or don't traditionally buy where you're you know, you're reading the descriptions, you're reading some reviews and you're trying to say, okay, do I want to go invest in this? And the other thing we see, and I, I know we're a little bit like a Game Pass ad when I go down this path, but but it's just true that Game Pass subscribers actually buy more games, right? Because they play more games, they find more games that they love. They might find like this version of the game and want to figure out what other things this developer has done or what other great games are in this genre. So it's really fantastic that people are are trying out new games um, and then it also leads just to better business for the the studios, which is important, right? Because if the studios aren't aren't building a good business for themselves, clearly they won't continue uh, to to work with us on the model. So it's nice to see how how many have come back and continue to refresh um, and renew with Game Pass. It's just a good sign. So speaking of games, what games are you currently playing? So like I said, I'm playing through Psychonauts One right now, the original game. Uh, which funny when I I remember early in Xbox. We had three platformers that were all like we're all trying to ship at the same time. We ended up only shipping one of them, which was Voodoo Vince. Um, but Psychonauts started as a game inside of uh, Xbox Game Studios, um, and then it was in, finally published by Majesco. But going back, and the writing is just so fantastic, and it it holds up so well. And it uh, through things like Auto HDR and stuff on the on the console, it looks great. So I'm playing. I'm about 12 hours in uh, to to Psychonauts one. I'm playing that. I still play a lot of Destiny. Oh, so um, good! Just, it really is. It's so good. Yeah. Every time I want to play it, I'm like, do I have six hours to sit here? Because like, I'm not gonna do anything else. <laughs> I just like playing with friends, and so I'll I'll play a game like Psychonauts or a single player game, and then at certain times people start coming online, and and I'll it's just such a good co-op experience. I think I'm at 13, 25, my oh light my level gosh. in this season, and having a great time with that, and. More and more, I'm playing uh, versions of games that aren't coming out yet, but on my debug kit, uh, starting to play some of the things that are coming this year. I'm really excited uh, about some of the cool things that our, our teams will be coming on. But I'm always playing. Uh, P3 is my gamer tag. People jump into my parties and play all the time. So uh, I just I learn a ton from what the community's doing. How about you guys? What are you excited about oh, well, right now? Well, before we get into that, so those dev games that you're playing, is there anything that like you know you might want to talk about? Like you might want to just say, oh yeah, well I was playing this one. It was really great. Do you have any favorites? <laughs> well, I mean. I, not all of them are announced. That's the hard part. Hopefully after Sunday, it'll get more interesting and we can talk more about okay. it. That's what we were hoping yep. for. <laughs> well, I got oh, oh, one thing. Okay, so if we don't ask you about this game, like we're we're going to get made fun of in the comments. It's tr it's so true. you can, you know, choose to answer this however you want to answer it. But okay. Or don't answer it. Or, well, you know, but we just need to know that we asked. Oh, so 
Sunday is going to be the Xbox and Bethesda mm-hmm. games showcase. Speaking of games, the highly anticipated Halo has been something, you know, we, we just, we want it. Is there anything that you can tell us or is there anything we might be seeing on Sunday regarding Halo? As long as we don't tell Bonnie... Because oh. Bonnie Ross, who runs the studio, like, so just between us. Okay, um, just between us. We'll, we'll, secret. We'll, yeah, shh. So, cool thing is where my, my office is, and this is in, in the building I'm in, and, and the Halo building's not too far away, so I get to sneak over and play. So, uh, I do, we, we go over and do gameplay sessions probably every other week with the team, which is a lot of fun. I will recommend not playing multiplayer with the testers that are working on the game. Mm-mm. It's just destruction. Like, <laughs> oh, it, I can't imagine. Uh, Game's playing great, looks great. Uh, it will be there Sunday, and I'm excited about what the team is showing. You know, Halo, it's our 20th anniversary as Xbox, which is so fun, uh, which means it's Halo's 20th anniversary as well. And there's just such an iconic partnership between what Xbox is and what Master Chief means. So the fact that this year we're going to get to ship our game and, and see it on the new consoles and stuff will just be great. I'm really looking forward to that. I mean- but yeah, it's there. Okay, this is, you guys heard it here first. This is incredible. No, they didn't hear anything. (laughs) Secrets. You didn't hear anything first. (laughs) I mean, I think like, obviously it was a really tough choice to to hold off on on launching this. But, you know, like you said, like this is such an important game. And I think doing it right means more to players than having it at the beginning. Obviously, yes, we would have loved to have it, but I would rather have a fully finished game and, you know, have a great experience. Yeah, I mean, we kind of saw what happened, you know, earlier this year with a game that was released and it didn't go as planned. So <laughs> you definitely don't want that to happen. And I also think you guys made the right call and we're, we're just excited. We're not, we're not going to be going anywhere. We're going to wait and mm-hmm. we're going to play and it's going to be incredible. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited too. I mean, the energy that you feel uh, when something like a big game like Halo comes out, just it's, it's, it's so almost overwhelming like that, the interest in um, people trying to pontificate like what might be going on, but Sunday we'll, we'll do a good job. We'll, uh, the team, I, I've seen what we're going to show. I'm, I'm proud of it. And I feel really good about the work that Joe and the team are doing and in, in getting to launch. So I'm um, looking forward to that. We're very excited. We are very excited. Um, but what we've been playing is I've actually, I realized I never played Ori, Will of the Wisps. So I started playing that. And then I also started playing the new Resident Evil. And since we are staying at our sister's house, like I'm sleeping in like, it's a finished basement, but it's a basement. And I was like playing before bed and I'm like, this is scary. I am so scared. So I had to like turn that off and go back to Ori. Um, but I've been playing that and um, Microsoft Flight Sim. Flight Sim has been so much fun. You cannot pick three more opposite games I know. to be playing. I'm not well. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> the thing about flight sim is when we that first came out like nobody was traveling nobody was doing anything and now having played that game so much and actually getting on a plane it's kind of scary it's terrifying because, because like i know what goes into this now and i'm like oh my gosh this if i had to land this plane we would have to get like no i would not feel safe um but it was interesting because it was a really fun like learning and going through the process and also yeah we weren't traveling so like i took you know i was on a flight to hawaii just like cruising where we usually go and i'm like oh my gosh someday but it was cool like taking off and like landing in these airports that I've actually flown in. Like it's it's so weird and it's so realistic. And then we actually overheard a pilot that was like talking about like some sort of pilot lingo. And I was like, do we understand what he's saying? I didn't. I don't think I did. I was like, do we know anything in our training that might have <laughs> let us? Do we have a problem? Should we get on this plane? Something never happened. You could jump right in. No, like, no. I know that I couldn't mm-hmm. jump right in. I would be like, look, I probably have logged this many hours of flight sim. But my percentages of, you know, actual the good landings is very low. But since we actually did have early access to the game, one of my proudest moments was having a top 10 landing spot. 
um, on the on the charts. But once no again, no one had it. the game except yeah. the devs. So or top ten. Don't take it from you. I have a like, screenshot. I was seventh, <laughs> so it happened. It's such a stunning game. Like every time I see any screenshot, I'm I'm not very good at landing. I can take off. I'm I'm not the best at landing. But any like it's just to think that's the longest running microsoft franchise it predates windows it's the longest running franchise that's kind of still in development which is bizarre to think about and i go back and i look at some of the early flight sims which at the time i remember sitting there thinking like this is as realistic as anything on a computer could look like and now when you just compare it to this like just jaw-dropping visuals that asobo and the team have been able to put together for for flight sim now it's just ridiculous how good that game looks it looks so good and i am really excited to eventually see it on uh on console is right mm -hmm. oh it will okay eventually it will. Okay. one of the things also i saw you guys announce which was kind of cool is uh the potential was this officially announced or was this a rumor the xbox tv app so that would be something that would be on televisions. Is, is this is that true or did I read a rumor? We've been very focused on how do we make the, the games that creators make on our platform playable by more people. The web is obviously probably the, the most accessible to people. Almost every, I've seen people playing now Xbox on their Tesla kind of dashboards. I drive a Jeep Wrangler, it doesn't have that capability, but <laughs> like I, I've seen this. So on a lot of these smart TVs, there is a web browser, um, so it will work. But we also know for like ease of use and discovery that we'll probably want to put an app um, on some of those on some of those platforms. So we did talk about that more and just kind of where we're going that we want to make Xbox as accessible to as many people as possible and working with some of the TV manufacturers to be part of that, continuing the rollout of the web release. We're now, this month, we're actually putting the Xbox Series X blades in the data centers. So people will be playing on their, the, the that generation when they're playing on xCloud, which is gonna be a new thing for us. And getting to bring the that experience to so many screens. I'm playing a ton right now. Um, using our Xbox Series X blades in the data centers and just getting a feel for it. Latency is better. The visual quality is better. It's still, obviously, if you play on a high-end gaming PC or a local device, it's going to be better, obviously, because um, it's just local. But yeah, so for us, if there's better ways that we can bring those experiences to televisions and other devices, we're going to be all in on doing it. We are all in on making more people... Uh, giving more people access to playing Xbox. No doubt about that. I mean, the TVs are just getting better. And obviously, I mean, they're basically a computer at this point. I mean, you're able to run all of these apps and then there's all kinds of like fitness apps and things like that. So it's like, it's it's definitely possible. So the fact that you guys are gonna be able to have an app on your television could be really, really cool. I, I think so. And then and then we're working on how do we make sure the controller works well? Because it's not always easy to bind. Because like, you know, this is a multi-year journey for us. We never... With xCloud, we never stood up and said, hey, in the next year, everybody's going to go sell their consoles and this is going to be the way everybody plays. And I still don't believe that. I still think we're like years and years away from the experience mimicking what your local hardware would do. And frankly, that's not even really the goal for us. We like building consoles. Uh, we like gaming PCs. It's really just about certain people that that's not part of what they're going to do in their home. And we don't want the limitation of any one piece of hardware, any one device to keep them from being able to play. Um, as you said, there's great TVs out there. Frankly, there's good tablets, there's good phones, and uh, we'll stay focused on listening to our customers like we always have. 
um, and where they want to play and how we can make that possible. No, it's super exciting. I think there's also mention of a streaming stick as well. When we think about some TVs out there don't have this app platform that lets people do apps. And is there something we could do at a lower price that would allow somebody to just plug something in? There's good third-party solutions out there. Roku makes a good device. Fire TV is good device. Like there's a lot of them. So we think, is there something we'd ever want to do with an Xbox brand that just had our wireless for our controller and and all of that stuff so we haven't really announced anything but just this is all kind of mm-hmm. our future thinking on, on areas that we will likely go uh, to bring uh, the power of, of what our creators can do to more people yeah no it totally makes sense and also so we're actually at our sister's house like we mentioned and our parents house like it's honestly the worst internet is it like point- dial-up it's, it's DSL. It's so bad. So it's so terrible. Oh, it's DSL. Yeah. It's so, so bad. Jenna had to bring her Xbox here to download her game so that she can then go back home. And then it's great because okay. we can obviously use like the expansion cards. So you're able to bring those back from Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah. That's also a hurdle because, you know, the internet is not the best everywhere. It's like my parents, like they, right. they're, they're pretty tech savvy. Like, unfortunately where they live they have no other option so i was able to play a bunch of campaigns though yeah so i was like okay i'll play campaign and i, I you know what yeah. i was able to hop into a multiplayer call of duty match and i was so shocked i was like oh my gosh maybe maybe the internet and then it was like went out but it is depending on the internet but hopefully i feel like with the internet and now you know we 5G. have 5g 5g you know with things getting better hopefully that will you know fix things for a lot of people like my or parents who live in the middle of nowhere and us just trying to game. <laughs> it's the right example though, because like as a tech industry, even as a gaming industry, we like to sometimes say that everything's going to be this or everything's going to be that. And in the end, there's nothing that's everything. Like it is the diversity of what people do and how they play. And it's absolutely why those consoles are behind the two of you is because it might be for your parents' situation for many, many years. The best thing is to get a console that has a drive so you can go buy a disc and put it in the drive and and go play a game. And we don't want to take that choice away either, right? Because it, it's, as you said, there's just certain scenarios where um, the best example isn't going to be streaming or downloading all the games games to the platform. It is really about choice uh, for the customers because everybody has their own unique situation and it shouldn't be about what we need or what we want as a company. It really should be about what our customers need. Yeah, for sure. And I think you guys have been doing a great job about that. And then it's also another thing I think you guys are doing a great job at is accessibility. So I know you guys had a few announcements on that front as well. Do you want to talk a little about that? You know, that's been such a good journey uh, for us as a team. I'd say there's a couple things I'd like to hit on that we've learned. There was a really nice Reddit post that somebody put up last week uh, about Copilot. And I don't know if you remember Copilot, the ability to take two Mm -hmm. controllers and actually play as one. So if somebody either doesn't have the ability or is just not as experienced playing, two people can actually use the controller to go play one. And it was a really nice light up of some write up of somebody was talking about how this had made gaming more accessible for the, for them and their family. And that was something we we did a couple of years ago because a lot of these things there are things we'll put in the platform, but it, creators have to adopt it. Right? And it takes time for creators to see what's in the platform, to see the promise of it and make the investments. We talked about the adaptive controller, which mm-hmm. is just continues to be a fantastic thing to enable more people to play. Now we're really focusing on as kind of our next wave of uh, kind of sight uh, impaired and is there for hearing impaired, sight impaired people or the things that we can do to not make not only gameplay, but also community so people understand when they're in a party, they can maybe read what's being said in the party if they can't if they can't hear it. 
Um, and it's been really great to just work with some of the amazing uh, groups that are out there. I know you know some of these groups as well that um, really bring an authentic point of view to us as we're building the platform on what we can do to help those communities and take the feedback from them on the things that they're looking for for us for, as a platform. So we're going to continue to make investments in hardware and software because it's something that's just kind of part of our culture now as Team Xbox. Uh, and I'm really just encouraged by all the the the, the stories and successes I see out there. Yeah, when I saw you guys announce that you were going to be working on the text-to-speech and speech-to-text for Xbox Party Chat, I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's amazing. And also you guys are having um, guidelines that you're kind of setting to creators and you know game developers of how they can do best practices for accessibility. Like, I think that's really great. Yeah, you know, Tara Volker's out there and she's such a great advocate for us on the team and these, and Tara's helped us really... Um, frame our internal thinking. But what we heard from a lot of creators was they didn't have their own in-house testing capabilities. So as, as you bring up, our ability to allow somebody to send us a game and have us, and frankly, we don't really care what platform the game is on. It's not about an Xbox thing. It's about a gaming thing. But to help with the practices we have internally and some of the, uh, the feedback that we get to help them understand the perspective of players for their game because some of the smaller studios just don't have the resources to go do that so like i said it's almost just become part of the culture of the team uh, and this stuff just happens organically inside of the organization which is just fun to be a part of i think it's really listening to the audience because there's probably a lot of needs that you're not even aware of that somebody might find helpful. So I think that's really great that you guys are able to listen and that there's creators out there that are actually, you know, being vocal. I mean, like, this is something that we need. So it's it's really incredible. You see that in representation in games. You see it about in accessibility in games. As our art form of, of gaming and game creation really gets to mainstream, and I keep bringing up, you know, 3 billion people who play video games. But I think part of that for us as an industry creators who are like you creating content, people who are creating video game content on the platforms. I think it raises our responsibility as an industry to be reflective and, and give everybody a sense of belonging in what we're doing. And there's work on toxicity that we all know is there that we have to go and tackle as an industry. But I think it's just in, in the decades that I've been in this industry, it's been really great to see us raise our consciousness and our discussions about these topics as an industry. Because you know, 20, 30 years ago, this would not have been a topic that the game industry was talking about. But how many kids are now living their stories that they remember or stories that they played in video games, um, in addition to books and movies? And what does that mean? You know, Games like Tell Me Why, which is a game we shipped last year with Don't Not, which is a fantastic game, which is actually free this month for Pride Month. But the, the experience we had in building that game and bringing that experience of playing as a transgender man as a lead character in the game uh, was just... It was literally eye-opening to some of the experiences they have to think about. And that, I think, is just what gaming is growing into and it's global, uh, the global impact that we can have. And I'm really proud of how the industry, you know, Sony's first-party teams have done some fantastic work there. Other platforms have, have taken uh, different approaches. We work together on some topics. Some topics. Um, but I, I just, it's a really maturing of what this industry is about, and I'm proud of it. I think it's great because I feel like even growing up, you know, just as a young girl, like I was playing these games and I was like, I don't see myself in this game. So it's really great that people are being included and there's so many more options so that you can feel like you actually are playing as yourself. So it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Xbox has really done a great job of, you know, all the representation as well as, you know, um, all the inclusion. So you guys have, have always been incredible and we're just, that's why we are such huge fans of everything. Yes. We love the consoles. We love the games, but we love what you guys also stand behind. Thank you. I mean, there's a lot more to do. 
uh, it's I don't think it's a, a challenge that goes away. Uh, I think it actually just grows as our our relevance grows. Uh, but I appreciate the, the the call out of the work that the teams do. Um, and like I said, it's something that's core to what we're about at this point. So it's not a passing fad for us as Team Xbox. It's something that we will stay on. No, I think it's great. And you're kind of setting that representation too for, for other companies to be like, look, this is what we're doing. This is something that's important and hopefully everybody follows. One of the things I often think about is what does it mean to be part of Microsoft, you know, big, huge tech company. Uh, and I think one of the things we, we can do as Xbox inside of Microsoft is be public about the things that we stand for. And the company is, has led, you know, Satya uh, Nadella, our CEO, when they went out the company and we talked about our carbon footprint, as a company, and we had public goals about our carbon footprint or our people of color in, in our senior ranks as a company. When you're out there and you're public about those goals of when are you going to be carbon negative, when are you going to be carbon neutral or negative and neutral, and what does that mean? Like, I, I just think, as you said, it, it sets a bar out there that it's okay to, to take a public stand on these things. In fact, it's important to. Um, when you have the resources to go do those things, not to get all soapboxy on this, I'll apologize. But no. I do think it's it's good to be public about what you stand for and to be public about the areas where you need to do better. Uh, you've got to be willing to to accept both of those because we all can do better. Like that's just, it's it's part of it and accept that. For sure. And I was actually very lucky to get a chance to go and visit the Microsoft, like the, the actual studios this year for CES. Yeah. Right. It was great. It was like the first time I had traveled in over a year. And I was like, this is this was amazing. So it was really great to kind of just go see like where all of this happens. And a lot of the stuff that you guys film, you were actually filmed in those studios. I'll be looking forward now that I come in a couple of days of the week, but there's not many people here. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to when the, the offices feel alive again and there's there's more people here. Uh, we're getting there. Like we want to do it in a safe way. But uh, that, that sense of community when everybody's around, the energy is just, it's inspiring. For sure. Yeah. But we know you are very busy and there's going to be a very busy weekend. So we won't take up too much of your time. But is there anything that you want to say? Anything that you want to end on? Go ahead. Any secrets? Yeah, any secrets? Like, totally fine. <laughs> I see you were well, smart this time and you didn't hide anything in the background. We don't know. Well, there could, there be, could something. be something. Jeff moved me out of my office. So oh, I couldn't okay. do that. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll say again. Uh, Congrats on your show. Thank you. uh, it's it's really cool to see what you guys are doing and um, especially in kind of a crazy year with all kinds of disruptions and you've stuck at it. So congrats on that. Uh, it, it's been it's been fun to watch. I'll, I'll just say this is such a, a cool week um, and it kicked off with the Summer Game Fest today. There's a bunch of exciting things uh, and I, I just really love seeing the feeling the energy of the community and the great our creators putting their best foot forward. I want everybody just to have a good time. Let's make this about positivity and applauding when people are trying to do some amazing things for all the platforms. I just, to me, this industry is growing so fast. The opportunity for us is to grow, uh, to stay, keep our relevance, as you, we both talked about, stand for some things that are important. And let's just keep going and doing that. I'm excited about Sunday. There's some surprises in the show. There's some things that people want to go see that um, we've shown before. Um, it's a good show, and I'm, I'm incredibly proud of the team doing the work that they did um, in just difficult times. So it'll be fun. Awesome. And speaking of the show, I will say that I was excited to um, to see that you guys added an events section on, on the Xbox. So I have already clicked. I was interested in the show. So that was fun. It's like, I think it's in beta, but 
I was like, that's, that's cool. right. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is cool. So as a consumer, that's my personal feedback. I like that. Shade it. All right. I got that. <laughs> I got that. We'll, we'll get it out of beta. That's good. <laughs> it's no, it's, it worked perfectly fine. I was like, oh my gosh, this is exciting. This is new. Yes, I will be attending. So that was just a cool good. little feature. I also love sending feedback. Oh, Whenever yes. we were doing, we had like the dev kits and stuff too. I was like, oh, I'm going to send you my feedback. Like this is working great. Thank you. Well, thank you so that's much. That's usually not the feedback we get. Usually oh. the feedback is, I wish this happened and this happened and this didn't work out, but it's, it's good to get both feedback. We did yeah, send a few of those. Well, I was like, I can't tell if yes. it's me personally or for something well. going wrong, but for the most, for the I, most part, you know, it's, well, that was like early before it was super even out, early, yeah. which it was so, still so crazy that we talked to you before the Xbox was even out. Hopefully next year we'll see you out on the stage at E3, but who knows? And hopefully, you know, we'll be able to chat again before a year, but if not, thank you so much for being here. And also thank you for being our first guest uh, last year when we started our podcast, that was very brave of you. Um, <laughs> so was. we really appreciate it. And thank you so much for, for coming back and, you know, just being here. It's, it's really incredible. First guest yeah. and our first Recur reoccurring guest. guest. Oh my this gosh. This is so exciting. This is exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank hey. you. And have a good weekend. Yeah. You as well. All the best. Stay safe. You too. Bye. Thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This was really fun. And we always love having Phil on the podcast. So thank you guys for watching or listening. If you guys want to leave us voice messages, you can do so at anchor.fm slash same brain. And of course here on YouTube, you can leave us some comments, youtube.com slash same brain. And a special shout out to uh, once again, Phil Spencer and the team. They wanted to make sure that the quality and everything was really great and up to par and their set looked incredible. So shout out to the team as well. Thank you guys for really, really giving it all here for same brain podcast. Yes. Thank you, Xbox and Microsoft. You guys are amazing. And we'll see you guys in the next episode.